Good afternoon. My name is Mark Kodo, and welcome to a spooky episode of Kodo's Cinema. <laughs> and today, today I am going to count down my top ten favorite horror movies. And just to be clear, <laughs> just to be clear, um. This is basically horror movies, uh, horror movies. So basically, you may hear may hear some horror movies from the classics, or you may hear horror movies whether they're from animation, musical, or any type of genre. And also, I'm not much of a horror movie kind of guy. So yeah, I I, I know I know a lot of people are probably gonna say, why are you doing a top ten uh, horror movies uh, list on a podcast? Well. I've seen movies where they actually took the horror movie genre in a different direction, and that is why I'm doing top 10 favorite horror movies. So, yes, yes, okay. And they they do take the horror movie genre in a different take, like I said, all right? Okay, so anyway, I am about to go into my list right now. Number 10, Venom. Okay, uh, I know a lot of people are gonna question me on this one why is venom at the start of my list well anyway oh by the way spoiler alert for for the movies for the movies on this list okay so basically yes uh, venom it may not be much of a horror movie as it was depicted in the venom movie that we saw last year but it did added the horror elements to it basically the bonding the bonding moments where the symbiotes bond to their uh, it's just basically the bonding moments moments of the symbiotes bonding to the human elements so that's why it is adding in some horror element horror elements to it okay so anyway uh now this wasn't the only superhero movie that has ever gone into a more thrilling and horror direction with uh, with 1998's blade uh, Ghost Rider, Hellboy, among um, uh, among other few superhero movies, to name a few, including the upcoming Morbius movie in 2020. However, uh, this is one of the first few uh, few superhero movies. No, actually, not not first few. This is one of the few superhero movies where Venom tried to go into a much more uh, darker and much uh, thrilling direction. And while yes. This could have been a this could have been an R rating, but they still had a PG thirteen rating to it. But it still added a few horror elements to it. Now, now, uh, now, uh, what I like about the Venom movie is Tom Hardy's performance as Eddie Brock, aka Venom. Now he was actually pretty good, and the, and the dynamic duel and chemistry between the two between the two were, was was excellent. Now, yes, yes, there were problems with this movie. Now, first of all, let me point out, point out something. Uh, Venom, the Venom movie wasn't the only film to have Eddie Brock and Venom in it. Anybody, I'm pretty sure anybody remembers, uh, Spider-Man 3, where they introduced Venom and, where they introduced Venom and Spire, at the end of Spider-Man 3, although, yes, we all know where that went, but, but, uh, the birth of Venom on, uh, Eddie Brock during the church sequence in Spider-Man 3 was probably one of the fewer fewer highlights of Spider-Man 3. Yes. Yes, we yes, we 
we've all we've all seen Spider-Man three. So anyway, anyway, I do like Venom. I wish there was more horror elements, but there was enough in there was enough horror elements in in the Venom movie. So it was actually pretty good. Although the visuals were great, performances were great. I mean, yes, like I said, the movie could have been a little bit much better, but it, it was actually a pretty decent film. And I believe, and actually, the fans actually love this movie, despite the flaws it has. And whether or not uh, the Venom sequel will be PG-13 or R-rating, but but whatever the case is, we can't wait to see uh, Woody Harrelson as Carnage in the in the upcoming Venom sequel with more horror, humor, and Carnage in the Venom sequel. All right, moving forward, number nine, Hocus Pocus. Now, I, I mentioned Hocus Pocus last week on my top 10 favorite live-action Disney movies. Now, this one, now this list right now is basically horror movies. So, yes, uh, Hocus Pocus is included on this list. So, anyway, like I said, now, as I mentioned last week, Disney is never shy of doing horror movies. And while it may not be a financial or critical success for Hocus Pocus, it did gain a huge cult following thanks to the thanks to the airings of Hocus Pocus being aired on Disney Channel and ABC Family, which is now being changed to Freeform in October. Now, I love the performances and memorable characters and quotes. Of course, the quotes, the quotes and one-liners were so great in that movie and memorable. Yeah, that's basically why everybody loves Hocus Pocus. Now, it still added the horror elements to it, basically, because it's a Halloween movie, which makes sense. Because, uh, because it all takes place on Halloween nights where the Sanderson sisters, uh, played by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy and Jemmy, who come back from the dead thanks to uh, <laughs> Max's uh, Max's uh, way of lighting the black flame candle. Yes, we all know the story. Yes, <laughs> we all know the story. I like the I like the performances. The characters were great, and uh, yes. Yes, that's why, and that's why Hocus Pocus became came famous in pop culture because of the memorable quotes and performances. And uh, also, also fun fact: Did you guys know that James Horner wrote the "Come My Little Children" song for the for the Hocus Pocus movie? Well, no, well that's actually a big surprise because James Horner was originally gonna compose the score, but uh, for some reason he left. But uh, he did come back to write the song. Come My Little Children, which was sung by uh, Sarah Jessica Parker in the movie, but uh, the but the musical score that was composed in uh, Hocus Pocus was by John Debney, which I think he did an amazing job writing the score and James Horner writing the song for, for the movie, which I thought that was pretty good. Alright, uh, moving forward. Number 8, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Same year as Hocus Pocus, when it Tim, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas uh, came out, came out, came out. Now, uh, when it comes to horror movies with scary and gothic themes, you can look no further than Tim Burton. Now, uh, this wasn't the first uh, Tim Burton movie where he went into a more uh, horror direction. In 1998, he made, uh, he made a Beetlejuice with Michael Keaton. He also went on to direct the, the two Batman movies. And and uh, collaborating with Johnny Depp on Edward Scissorhands back in 1990, but uh, 
Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas is considered to be one of his greatest uh, movies of all time. And this is actually one of his first stop-motion animated movie movies ever. Now, while he wasn't the director, he did serve as producer with Henry Selick directing. And uh, from the opening, from the opening, from the opening song, you can tell that this is gonna be, this is gonna be haunting, thrilling, and exciting at the same time. The music was composed by Danny Elfman, who also did the singing, singing, singing voices for Jack Skellington. Yes. Uh, Jack uh, Skellington's uh, sing singing voice was was being played by composer Danny Elfman, who collaborated with Tim Burton on most on most of his films. Now the visuals were, were spectacular. First stop motion animated film, and uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas still holds up to this day as one of the greatest movies of all time. Now, uh, the, like I said, the visual effects were great. The performances were good. And uh, and to this day, many people argue if this movie was a Halloween is a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie. You decide. Well, I say it's both because the Nightmare Before Christmas and is a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie at the same time. Get it? Because uh, get it? Because uh, because it, it tackles both how no both holiday tackles both holiday themes which is actually pretty good for for a stop-motion animated movie yep that's actually pretty good yep all right moving forward uh, number seven hotel transylvania hey another horror animated movie and and even in animation the horror genre kicks in now uh okay uh hotel transylvania came out in 2012 this movie was actually in development since 2006 going back and forth between directors, but it wasn't until uh, Gindy Tartakovsky who stepped in to direct. Now, for those of you who don't know, Gindy Tartakovsky it was the creator of Dexter's Laboratory, Samurai Jack, and the, uh, and the 2D animation of Star Wars Clone Wars. And, uh, and this movie, Hotel Transylvania, stars Adam Sandler as Count Dracula. We'll also bring in a few of his uh, Saturday Night Live cast members, including his longtime friend friend uh, Kevin James and David Spade now uh, the animation and visual effects were good with Gindy's uh, signature style were, to which he brought to Dexter's laboratory and Samurai Jack and among uh, among other animated TV shows but uh, what I actually like about this movie is basically the animation itself although I do like how they poke fun of the of the classic horror movies, particularly the characters, because uh, because they because it's a co animated comedy movie, which is I which I actually is actually pretty funny. Hey, who doesn't love horror and comedy? At in who doesn't love horror and comedy? Huh? Right? Yeah. Okay. Now the story itself, uh, it was okay. I mean, hey, I mean not the not the best story, but hey, but hey, it's actually pretty decent. It's actually a pretty good film. Now. Uh, I like the performances, the voice cast performance of Adam Sandler, Kevin James, uh, uh, David Spade, CeeLo Green, which uh, he is now now being replaced by uh, Keegan-Michael Keegan Key in, in the sequels, uh, Selena Gomez, among uh, many other cast members, as including, including Andy Samberg. Now, I, I really enjoyed Hotel Transylvania, so it's about Count Dracula, 
Count Dracula opening a hotel for monsters to to be safe from the human world, which, uh, yes, which is basically the point of this movie. Now, uh, there has been sequels already. There's uh, the recent uh, Hotel, Hotel Transylvania movie came out last year, Hotel Transylvania 3, which was on a boat. There was another sequel that came out in 2015, which is basically about uh, Dracula's, uh, uh, Dracula's grandson. And now there is an upcoming fourth one that is coming out in 2021. Oh, boy. Can't wait to see what Hotel Transylvania 4 will look like sometime in 2021. All right, moving forward. Number six, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Based on a 1979 musical of the same name, it tells the story of a, of a barber named Benjamin Barker, a.k.a. Sweeney Todd, who was falsely convicted and arrested by Judge Turpin, to which Turpin took his wife and daughter, Lucy and Joanna. And throughout the movie, throughout the movie Mrs. Lovett, the, the, the meat pie store, store owner who, who, and I quote, makes the worst pies in London, told a Todd that Lucy was murdered by Turpin, although, and now, Sweeney Todd vows for revenge by opening up his barber store and, like, goes on a, kill, on a killing, killing spree for revenge. Now, actually, actually, yes. That's basically the point of this movie because this is basically a revenge movie musical. Now, this is actually one of the few horror musicals on this list. Now, this wasn't the first uh, time that uh, the horror movie genre took took a different direction in terms of musical. There, was, the Rocky Horror Picture movie did that too. But uh, this is actually one. But Sweeney Todd is is the is one of the few horror movies that I thought would be a good movie musical. Now. Uh, I actually saw this movie back in high school. I really do enjoy the movie. Johnny Depp uh, did an amazing job as Sweeney Todd. Now, I understand that some people said that the singing ch his singing chops weren't that good, but at the same time, it did it fits the character perfectly because uh, Sweeney Todd is basically uh, basically um, going on a going going on a revenge uh, killing spree for because. Uh, because Judge Turpin, played by Alan Rickman, thought he thought that uh, killed uh, killed uh, killed his wife Lucy, which is which is actually surprising because um, at the end of the movie, Sweeney Todd uh, Sweeney he, Sweeney Todd actually kills his wife at the end of the movie because he didn't even know because his wife was disguised as uh, as one of those beggar one of those beggars at the at some points, but. It was actually surprising. I didn't even see that. I didn't even see see that moment at first, but that was actually surprising. Surprising. Now, this is one of Tim Burton's earlier films. This this is actually one of Tim Burton's R, first ever R-rated movies because they because uh, it actually included a lot of bloody and gore moments. Now, uh, there were so, many songs were actually taken out, especially uh, Sweeney Todd's. Uh, um, ballad, the ballad of Sweeney Todd song, but it actually did had an instrumental theme at the in the opening of this film, which is actually surprising. And this is actually one of the first few few uh, films where Danny Elfman did not score this film because Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, was uh, is a musical, which makes sense. All right, so and right now I'm gonna move forward. Right now, number five, Ghostbusters. Who are you gonna Who are you gonna call for number five? 
Ghostbusters. That is right. Ghostbusters hits the number five spot on my list. Now, 19, now in the 80s, where was the 1980s was an excellent uh, time for horror movies with notable movies uh, such as Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, and the uh, Friday the 13th. But actually, uh, but it but it was uh, but it but it was Ghostbusters that took that that blew me away thanks to his outstanding visual effects cast performance which includes uh, B- Bill Murray, uh, Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, and uh, and Ernie Hudson, who played the titular char- who played the four Ghostbusters to stop. Uh, to stop stop the supernatural beings who are um, disturbing and corrupting the city. Now, uh, I actually do. I actually enjoy this movie so often. The the theme song is so catchy. I really enjoy the Ghostbusters theme song, and I do enjoy the sequel. And and the reboot was all right, but I'm actually excited for the third, actual third Ghostbusters movie that is gonna come out pretty soon, sometime in 2020. Now. Um, this is basically a Ghostbusters is is a horror comedy movie, which makes sense because hey, when you when you have uh, mem- cast members like Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd, then you're then you're in for a very good laugh anyway. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's actually Ghostbusters is actually a pretty good movie. <clears throat> All right, uh, moving forward, number four, Zombieland. Zombieland is actually one of the first few few R-rated movies that I actually ever saw. Now, Zombieland is a very scary but funny movie to watch. Now, uh, Zombieland is basically a movie about the zombie apocalypse. Now, it deals with four four four, four, pe- four people who are fighting off against zombies. Basically, their names are uh, Columbus, Tallahassee, um, Wichita, and Little Rock. Being played by being played by Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, um, uh, Emma Stone, and Abigail Breslin. And the names I, I can I can understand why they chose those names for for the names of the characters because they're based because they're basically based off the states that they live in, which is actually makes sense. And I actually do enjoy the writing in this movie. Now, actually, fun fact: this is actually one of my first few R-rated movies that I have ever seen in my entire life. No joke, I'm not messing around. I, this is actually one of my first few R-rated movies I have ever saw. Now, I do enjoy the movie, and Ruben Flesher, who later directed Venom, did an amazing job directing Zombieland, and uh, there are so many great moments, including the Bill Murray cameo in this movie. And and the final battle at the fair was actually amazing, especially uh, Tallahassee's stand against the zombies, where he, <laughs> oh man, he, did, he 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 was amazing in that movie. Woody Harrelson as Tallahassee was amazing in Zombieland, and with the sequel that came out just about a week ago, there is more horror, gore, and funniest moments in in the Zombieland sequel that I can't wait to see, and hopefully. Hopefully it continues on. Hopefully it continues on. All right, let's go. Let's go to number three. Number three, Jaws. We're gonna need a bigger boat, people, because Steven Spielberg just created one of the greatest movies of all time. And yes, it may be a summer blockbuster, but it's also a horror movie too because it deals with a shark. 
a sh deals with a shark who is basically attacking uh, attacking people at the beach who are swimming in the water water and uh, to be fair in in the movie jaws it's not safe to go in the water because you know jaws is coming yep I actually I actually enjoy enjoy the original Jaws movie because because of the way of how it's set up. We don't even get to see the shark until the very end of the movie, which I really do like, especially the now famous quote, "You're going to need a bigger boat." Fun fact, that line itself was actually improvised by Roy Scheider, who played uh, who played Martin Brody, the police chief. That was actually a pre that was actually a pretty good improvisation. Now the now the shark the shark was actually a mechanic shark. Now it wasn't now fun fact it, that mechanic shark was wasn't able to work. They weren't able to have they they had they had no no other choice but to like have the shark appear towards the end of the movie while they have the shark come up like as a sneak sneak attack. Although we do get to see his fins and part of his face throughout throughout the movie too. And John Williams' musical score of the Jaws theme is excellent. Literally great. Oh man, hey, like I said, it may be a summer blockbuster, but it's never shy, but summer blockbusters are never shy away to putting in so ho some horror elements to it. And Jaws, Night and Jaws from 1975 is a great example. All right, moving on. Number 2, Psycho. The master of suspense himself, Alfred Hitchcock, makes the number two spot on my top ten favorite horror movies. Now, yes, a lot of people are probably going to say, why is Psycho not my number one choice? Well, here's the thing. There's been a lot of competition for horror movies, and that is why Psycho is my number two. Now, now Psycho is considered to be cinema's greatest movies of all time, and as well as being one of the greatest horror movies ever. Now, what makes this movie memorable is the famous shower scene where Janet Lee's character gets killed by Norman Bates. Yep, spoiler alert, everybody knows that scene very well. The shower scene is considered to be one of the most memorable moments of the entire movie from Psycho. Now, Alfred Hitchcock do does an amazing job with this movie because he is, he is the master of suspense. And the music score was great too. The settings, and the, oops, excuse me, uh, and the and the black and white color was a was a good touch to it as well. Which I really, this is exactly why why I enjoy uh, classic horror movies. Now this is one of the few classic horror movies I really enjoy, which is actually which is saying something because Alfred Hitchcock is known as the master of suspense, and he did an amazing job bringing this movie to life. Alright, now I am going to my number one choice. Number one, The Shining. Here's the top spot, everybody! Because thinking the top spot is The Shining. Because The Shining is considered to be the scariest horror movie of all time. While Psycho would have been my number one choice, but The Shining, take, the Shining takes the spot because, because of the great performances by Jack Nicholson Shelley, and Shelley Duvall. The horror moments, particularly... Um, uh, oh man, there's so many crazy moment horror moments in that movie. I can't tell which one to choose. But anyway, but anyway, it would be the ending. I thought the story was good, despite the fact that this is this is one of the few movies that Stephen King d does not like. 
Yeah, I know, I know. This is one of the few movies uh, Stephen King does not like because um, The Shining is based off of Stephen King's book of the same name. And by the way, I thought the cinematography was great as well. And this was actually directed by Stanley Kubrick, who uh, who who did uh, who I thought did an amazing job with this movie. Oh man, uh, The Shining is great, especially the moments where Jack Nicholson's character makes makes an improvised moment at the end of the movie where he says, "Here's Johnny." That's actually one of the few great moments I actually liked in that movie. Especially, ooh, the twins. The twins were actually pretty scary in that movie. Especially the elevator full of blood. And man, so many horror elements in this movie that that was so scary, memorable. But, but you gotta admit, The Shining is considered to be one of the greatest horror movies of all time in 1980. And it has gained a huge reputation in pop culture. Referencing in other TV shows and movies, which is literally great. And there you have it, folks. That is my top 10 favorite horror movies. What do you guys think? You think I'm missing a few horror movies? Let me know. Let me know. And by, by the way, have by the way, this is your host, Mark Cotto. I want you all to have a great Monday afternoon. Have a great week. Happy Halloween. And I hope everybody's uh, homecoming was okay, despite the fact that it rained last week. But anyway, thank you all for tuning in to Kodo's Cinema. Have a happy Halloween, and good night. Until next week. See ya.